Welcome to the Heart Tech Podcast, a show about innovation, technology, and leadership. This podcast is brought to you by The Heart and powered by Avenue Media. This is podcast number 12. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Heart Tech Podcast. I'm Thomas Rulov. And I'm Nate Berry. And our topic today is venture building in big corporations. And our special guest is Maciej Marszałek, who has joined The Heart recently to lead The Heart Ventures. Welcome, Maciej. Welcome. And let's start maybe with how you got to become a corporate venture builder. How did your career uh, lead you there? So uh, it was like everything in our lives, uh, more or less a coincidence. Uh, I started my career working in the management trainee program uh, in one of um, uh, banks here in Poland. And the program was obviously aimed to bring innovation and fresh blood from young people who were trained to, uh, to lead the bank in the future. Um, and uh, the formula of the program was to uh, work in different uh, departments and different areas for a short period of time and uh, uh, learn quickly and act quickly. And uh, I really like this uh, uh, approach. I fell in love with uh, building new things very quickly and you know getting used to, to learning things quickly to act. And then I ended up working in a, a digital space, which was back then, it was almost 15 years ago, it was a new venture for banks. And uh, with a digital ba- background later on, it was very easy to, to be asked to, to lead new ventures because it's usually technology is the the, the cornerstone of, of ventures. Can you give examples of some of the projects you've worked as a data and digital leader in, in uh, insurance and in banking? Uh, I think the, the ones that I really liked were all uh, that uh, that started uh, from scratch, uh, big and small. Uh, I really like to see things being built and uh, and to see them grow. So uh, probably if I look, uh, uh, look back um, at the bank, um, I was... Uh, I was building the first processes to sell um, cash loans and to sell credit cards. So that was the first time people could actually apply for a cash loan or for a credit card uh, uh, online. Uh, then when I moved to insurance, uh, I worked for a direct insurer um, here in Poland, uh, and I was actually building the first uh, online channel to, to, to buy uh, insurance online. And uh, that was also a fascinating journey. And then uh, when I moved uh, to um, AXA uh, to lead more or less the same type of ventures, uh, but more globally, I did exactly the same, but in different countries. And uh, uh, so every of these projects was really new. The one that I particularly remember from the last few months was uh, was building the first uh, low premium insurance products for people in Africa. So that was also um, quite an exciting journey. So Magic, in your experience, in your observations, uh, why is innovation so hard? Why does it become so slow internally within bigger corporations? Um, there, there's there's so many answers to these questions, really. But I think the real cornerstone or the, the real um, uh, the real answer is that you know corporations are built to uh, to last long. They are lost, lost uh, long lasting organizations, and uh, innovation is also taking risk, and that is exactly the opposite end of um, you know, of the corporate DNA. And I think the rest is just a side effect of, of all of this. If you risk, uh, then you are stepping on somebody else's toes and, uh, you know, and that's, um, that, that creates barriers. Many uh, corporations, they've tried to open their own startup studios, entrepreneurship programs, but they often fail to meet the expectations. What do you think are some of the prerequisites for building the right environment for 
incubating and then launching out new ventures? I think it comes down to to the senior management buy-in uh, because all of all, all the rest will will come. Uh, innovation uh, means uh, typically remodeling. I don't know if you want to innovate in a bank. You might say we will do some things online and then there is a question what happens with people in branches when you want to innovate in the insurance sector you will say obviously people need to be able to buy omnichannel and choose the channel they want to start the process and where they want to finish the process and there is a question what is the role of an agent uh, and always uh, in these situations you you face people who say you know this is my job and you are uh, threatening you know the existence of my job and uh, uh, if there is no management buy-in and at the very, very senior level, uh, I would even say CEO who is kind of pulling all the strings together, uh, then typically at, uh, at some point, sooner or later, you will, uh, you will face uh, someone important who, who is not uh, accepting the change. Mm. And uh, without, um, you know, without a strong uh, uh, mandate, it will be very, very difficult. Uh, the rest, you know, the budgets and people, it's all side effect. Yeah, I love the quote of, of Seth Godin saying that if you're not upsetting anyone, you're not changing anything. And I think that's exactly what you're saying, uh, that, that you often upset someone in the organization and that politics is yeah. one of the key challenges actually in, in launching new ventures. Now, Maji, tell us uh, from your experience so far with corporations trying to look outside for support in building a new venture and kind of like spin out or excubate it. Uh, what are the most common situations when they come to the conclusion that it's actually better to do the, to do the outside? Well, at the very strategic level, then uh, we would probably say that uh, anything that is outside of the core of their business, uh, that would be the first, um, uh, first situation. Uh, but the reality that we face even at the heart ventures is that uh, usually it's more, uh, uh, it's less of the need of a strategy, it's much more of a need of the timing. Because uh, when there is a good idea that needs to be implemented quickly, uh, corporation is typically not uh, able to, to pull together a team uh, quickly, you know, to close the procurement loop, to close the compliance loop, to, to hire people, to accept the headcount and so on and so forth. So coming to, to us is usually just an easier, easier way of doing things faster. But that obviously doesn't change the fact that uh, uh, no, we were born to, uh, um, to strategically help organizations broaden their uh, supply chain and uh, uh, build ventures outside of their core. So that's one, uh, uh, one example. The other example is uh, when we do uh, work with organizations to co-create pr uh, products or services or new ventures, when there is, uh, there is, uh, there there is a need to, to create something that cannot be created by just one organization. It has to be a partner. Uh, so we, we like distribution platforms, exactly. for example? Like distribution platforms, like um, value-added services that need to be built for some of the partners. Uh, so very often uh, it happens that we build a, a product that is uh, partially created, for example, by a bank and by a distribution platform like, I don't know, an e-commerce store or by, um, by a, a company that has a very specific talent. Uh, so that's why we work with consulting companies mm -hmm. that have that talent, and they very often work with us uh, to deliver specific solutions. You've been with The Heart now, uh, just joined not too long ago. Tell me, what role does The Heart play as a corporate venture builder? Well, at the very basic level, we, we do what we're supposed to do. We build ventures for, uh, for corporations. Uh, we build products for corporations. Uh, we build services for them. Um, I, I would say that, you know, uh, so at the very basic level, that's it. Uh, the question is not really what we do, but how we do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I would say that the, the, 
the secret sauce or the secret ingredient that we have is, is a mix of a couple of um, elements that are very key uh, to be successful. Uh, uh, one is methodology. So how do we... Uh, uh, how do we put together a project? Uh, how do we put together um, a, a team? So the process as well. Uh, people we put together uh, at the heart. So uh, we are uh, neither a software house, nor we are a consulting company, uh, nor we are uh, either a, a, a people that you know do innovation. Uh, we are a mix of all of these things. And uh, so we have people on board who have been entrepreneurs throughout their whole life. They've been setting up their own ventures. We have people who, like myself, who work for corporations, which allows us to understand the environment in which we uh, uh, we, co- we operate, and, uh, and we have just amazing talents yeah. around um, people who who are able to very quickly look from the outside and uh, and tap into ideas and uh, and enrich the ideas that come to us from corporations. Could you kind of explain a little bit more? I heard you use the word process and some of the methodology. Could you explain to us a little bit more about how the process works? Yes, so uh, we, uh, first of all, uh, I would say that um, what is important is the, is the um, let's say, the, the way we um, put projects together, so how we phase them out. Uh, and we have a couple of phases. This is not really rocket science. Um, uh, it's been tested by, uh, for example, by Google. And uh, by rocket internet. And by rocket internet. <laughs> Although, so it's rocket uh, internet science. So it's actually rocket science uh, in a way. <laughs> Uh, so we start with uh, uh, with um, ideations. Uh, uh, typically, when the corporations come to us, they have some idea of what they want to build with us. Uh, we don't take it for granted. We usually um, test the idea. We we try. We, we 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 ideate around it, and we see if we believe it in uh, in the idea itself as well. Uh, very often, we would make a little twist to it. And, and then we start uh, the, uh, the real development. Typically, we would start with uh, proof of concept. So we build something that uh, looks like a product, but it's uh, very simple and uh, quick and dirty uh, type of work. Uh, so we can test it with uh, potential customers. Uh, and if the product uh, passes the test with customers, then we move, obviously, to, to a minimum viable product. So we build something that looks like a real product from a customer perspective. So uh, if it would be a website, it looks like a real website. You can click through it. You can uh, you can order products, but behind the scenes, uh, maybe it wouldn't be that automated. There will be someone doing something manually, uh, and maybe there will be some paper tossed around in the back. Uh, but that allows us to build something that looks real, but in a relatively short period of time without wasting too much money of our clients as well, um, and to, to kind of test it in the real real environment. Once uh, the product uh, passes this um, uh, this stage, then we start the real development, and then we work on the market launch. So this, these first phases are very close to uh, to how Google works through Google Design Sprints or how Rocket Internet also works. But then we enter the uh, market launch phase and the incubation of the uh, of the venture or of the startup, and that's something that I think might be a little bit more unique to us. Uh, because then we have uh, a little bit more of that corporate approach uh, because uh, it's not a typical startup that tries to grow uh, uh, organically. Uh, we have that support of uh, a big corporation, uh, so usually we have a slightly bigger budget. We can, uh, we can make a, a stronger start. Uh, uh, we, can, uh, we can hire uh, a little bit more people or we can hire uh, maybe a little bit more expensive talents. Uh, which allows us to accelerate the, the, the incubation and accelerate the, 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 uh, the success of the startup. As you were talking, I heard you talk about different phases throughout the process, idea phase, the testing phase, the launch phase. 
on a personal level, uh, what phase really gives you the most energy? What phase do you enjoy the most? I love the MVP phase, I must okay. say, uh, because this is where you can touch the product and you can see mm -hmm. how it is built. I even I, I, I even enjoyed building my own house, so, which typically <laughs> is something that people hate because it's a it, you know it's it's a chaos and it's a lot of money and it's also a, a lot of uh, stress etc. But I liked it because every day when I would come. Uh, to see it, I would see that, you know, there's yeah. uh, there's one meter, it's my one meter higher, something happened. And it's exactly the same with MVP mm. face. Uh, every day you come to work and you see that, you know, there's something more than yesterday. You can touch it, you can see, I don't know, the website being built, or you can see the app being built, or you can see that uh, uh, there is a prototype that is, you know, uh, being tested with customers, and you can see the first reactions of people to what you have been built. Uh, and I, I, I personally like this face yeah. a lot. Uh, we've spoken a lot about the initial phases, but one of the ventures that you supported just did an IPO. Uh, how does it feel to be a, a, um, one of the fathers of a venture that really grew uh, so fast? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a father. I would say maybe an uncle. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I joined when the startup already um, uh, had the initial success. Um, and uh, indeed, I helped to kind of uh, structure the, 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 the marketing team and help them uh, maybe at the initial stages, but later on they, um, they matured themselves and they are doing today really great. I, today I sit on the supervisory board and I help more on the uh, strategic level. Uh, but I must say, uh, I, I felt really proud to be at the stock exchange and to see that first gong. Uh, that's something amazing, and uh, and that's something that I will remember till the end of my life because it was the first time. So, you've mentioned uh, the the fun of actually building a company and put a, making an IPO. Uh, now, many founders they start uh, their own businesses, but some of them might actually consider building one with a corporate venture builder coming to the heart. Can you uh, say something, what's different or what, what do you think the benefits are for a venture, uh, uh, um, for an entrepreneur to build a startup with a corporation? Oh, in terms of personality, it's exactly the same. Uh, you're just building a startup, whether you do it for yourself or you do it for a corporation, there is no difference. Uh, I think the challenge is bigger because you take responsibility for someone else's uh, assets. Uh, so that's, uh, that's one. Uh, but in return, you receive something that uh, typically you would not have as a self or uh, you know uh, self entrepreneur. Uh, you receive these assets, uh, and they 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 help uh, achieve a lot of things. Corporations have uh, well, obviously money, but they also have uh, good talents inside, uh, product experts, process experts, you name it. Um, and uh, just this allows you to relatively quickly build a, a team. Um, and accelerate the venture itself a lot faster. So the process of uh, building a venture never stops because mm -hmm. of the lack of the money. It never stops because of the lack of people. So you have to be really well organized and disciplined. And that's what we're also looking in founders. Uh, um, but the rest is exactly the same. Uh, we're looking for fighters who want to build things. They want to achieve success. Um, and they have a good track record as well. And so let me ask you kind of as a final piece of advice as we kind of close out our time uh, with you, what kind of final advice would you give to some of those fighters who are starting out on a new venture? I would say 
Uh, probably two, uh, two things. Uh, one uh, that kind of came out uh, a couple of days ago during one of our discussions with, uh, with uh, Tomasz as well is uh, I think uh, the model itself. Uh, a lot of people come to us with an idea of you know, changing the world and mm. to say, you know, we're going to uh, create something great for, for end users, for clients. Uh, and this is obviously the key element and this is the most important element. If you don't create a product that, you know, suits customers, then obviously the startup is, is going to fail sooner or later. But uh, what is very important is that you have to take into account all the stakeholders in the process, the owner of the, um, of the product. So in our case, very often a corporation, uh, your employees as well. Uh, are you able to create a product that will, you know, make enough money to pay, uh, salaries to good people? Can you, can you attract good people to your company? Uh, obviously, can you also make enough money for your uh, for a corporation that is uh, uh, venturing out with you? And if you put all these stakeholders together and you say, yes, I'm going to satisfy them all, then you have the magic formula to, mm -hmm. to create something big. And so, so that's my first advice. And the second advice is uh, people. Uh, if you are even an amazing founder and you, you are the, the best of the entrepreneurs, uh, once the company grows uh, at the very early stage, probably you are able to do everything to you know everything by yourself. You can do uh, uh, everything from the assistance work uh, throughout copying documents uh, all the way through managing company and doing accounting and legal services, whatever you name it. But at some point, the company grows and uh, the, you will not be able to pull it off uh, by yourself. And then you need people, and uh, people are the greatest asset of any company. And I've learned it uh, so many times uh, in my life that without a good team, you will never achieve mm -hmm. uh, a lot. So uh, I always uh, try to hire people who, who, who are better than me in areas that, uh, uh, that are critical for the company so they can bring something extra uh, and, uh, and help me to achieve uh, something that I wouldn't be able to achieve by mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. So people and model. Great, great advice. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Maciej. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today and uh, good luck to all of you in bringing new ventures to life. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to the Heart Tech Podcast. If this was encouraging to you, be sure to help us by leaving a review on iTunes. Email your comments, questions, and or thoughts to contact at theheart.tech. See you on the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.